Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You know, I don't know, man. I've just been, you know, kind of been reading what's been going on um, and kind of learning through that way. Um, and kind of, you know, talking to people to try to, you know, get a better understanding, you know, but I'm looking forward to, you know, uh, you know, learning from them. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of news that's saying that we may not get along. So, uh, you know, hopefully that we can get along and continue to do what we you know, uh, what the ultimate goal is and stuff, you know, try to win a championship Southside. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm just ready to pick his brain and, and, and learn the knowledge and, you know, just try to, you know, try to make this as smooth as possible and, uh, you know, just try to have fun with it if he's, if he allows that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, nothing changes, nothing changes. We want to keep having the same approach and, uh, you know, keep having fun and, uh, you know, hopefully he enjoy watching it as well. One bourbon, one stop, one beer. Tim Anderson talking about Tony LaRusso. He hasn't called. He's, you don't bring me flowers anymore. He's, um, if he lets us have fun. So what does all that mean? What did what Tim Anderson said mean? And did it resound? Welcome in. Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody. Now we welcome Paul Sullivan. On the Alpamonte Ford hotline, Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park, Sully writes in the wake of the news column for the Chicago Tribune, and he wrote, Tony La Russa is the manager of the White Sox, deal with it. (laughs) There you go. Share with the class, Sully. Hi, Sully. Nice to talk to you again. (laughs) Share with with the class more to that column, what you wrote, why you said what you said. Yeah, it was so long ago. I, I don't remember much of it. Honestly, it nice. seems like uh, the last five days have been like uh, another year. But uh, I think the headline was a little bit misreading. It's not like I'm saying deal with it. Like you know, I'm totally pro Tony Larusa. I'm just saying deal with it because he's here and he's not going away. So uh, obviously, there was a lot of. Sox fans and media that uh, didn't agree with the decision to hire La Russa. And uh, I think he has a, a difficult uh, task to, you know, try and get people on his side. And obviously listening to uh, Tim Anderson, uh, he's, he has a little bit of work to do to uh, get the players uh, to buy into whatever he's selling. So, I just basically said that, uh, you know, he's got some work to do. And uh, I did think his opening press conference was uh, a good step. He, he seemed to 
change his attitude a little bit on the um, Kaepernick, uh, you know, the, uh, I don't know what, what you'd call it, but he didn't, he certainly wasn't on Kaepernick's side or it didn't seem like he was, had much empathy for the Black Lives Matter movement uh, when he said what he said a few years ago, but he seems to be mellowing on that a little bit. And as far as the having fun part, which everyone is very worried about that he's going to be the fun police and stop Tim and Eloy from having fun, uh, he seemed to mellow a bit on that, although it was kind of hard. He said he would, I, I can't remember exactly his terminology but said that uh, he would uh, seem to be lightening up a little bit yeah it was something along the lines of as long as they are genuine earnest in their want to right sincere in the celebration yeah that was the word like he he was going to be the one who would determine if they were sincere so that was kind of weird but i think you know once once we get into the season i mean we got a long way to go but once it starts, and I think if the players accept him, then uh, I think the fans will uh, generally basically, you know, accept him as well, especially if I they're also, winning. If they're losing, no one will accept him well, because that's just the way it goes. You know. Yeah. No, no. Well, then that, well, that brings me to my, my thesis here that let's say, let's say the White Sox don't live up to – expectations and this is a little bit of a right turn out of what we're talking about here or left turn whichever way you want to go uh let's say the white Sox don't live up to expectations this year or during tony la Russa. who's gonna fire tony la Russa? it's not gonna be jerry reinsdorf <laughs> the whole reason la Russa is here is to right or wrong rick hahn's not gonna be the the guy to do with a hawk harrelson and no 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 not on my watch i don't want to hear about this for the next 20 years la Russa has a job for life i think yeah, well, you know, he's 76, so um, uh, yeah, you can't imagine that he's going to do it too much longer. I, I don't remember them saying the terms of the contract, but uh, my guess is is two years. I mean, he, uh, maybe even one year, depending on how it goes. But, uh, I, you know, it's going to be up to him to when he decides to leave. Uh, it, this is, I think that's one of the reasons a lot of people were upset about this, because it didn't seem like it was – Rick Hahn's uh, decision and that, uh, you know, this is purely a, you know, kind of a patronage job uh, with, uh, you know, his buddy, uh, Jerry Reinsdorf. But, uh, you know, if it does go bad, then yeah, it's, it's going to be good for the White Sox. And, uh, but we don't even know if there will be fans in, in the ballpark next year. So uh, there's just so much uncertainty going on right now. Um I guess I guess what I was trying to say in the column was, you know, okay, this is something that no one really likes, but it's here. So uh, how do you make the best of it? And one of my suggestions was for Tony to, uh, you know, call up uh, Tim Anderson and, you know, Jose and uh, maybe uh, Gio and Keiko and, you know, open up a dialogue with him. And obviously he hasn't done that. So he's not listening to me. Why? Why didn't he do that? Do you think? And why? I don't know. So I, I, I don't know. It's uh, you know we don't know if he's talked to the other guys, but uh, yeah, I think the first thing you would have done is talk to uh, Timmy, especially since I I believe uh, Tim lives in in Chicago on the south suburbs, or 
I know he has a house there. I don't know if he spends his whole off season there. I know he did last year because we talked about it and he, he said he likes to be here in the winter and, you know, do his charity work and stuff like that and just raising his kids here. So he's here, <laughs> you know, he could go out to his house if he wanted, but, uh, you know, I, I really can't speculate on why the Russo didn't do that. It's, it's possible guys too, that, you know, it, you said, Paulie, and it, it's it's right. I mean, it's probably right that there's that there's a lot of work ahead for Tony Larusa. But it could also take one meeting with the full team in February or March, where he gathers them all around and says a few words, and those players will be sold. Because I I don't know I don't know how much because we don't know that about these the White Sox. But are they do they need to hear a lot of stuff, or do they, do they really care, or they just want to get out there and play ball and earn a living and win with the White Sox. So I, I think it's also possible that Tony one meeting and they're going to be past all this. Well, it could be, and it could be that, you know, that they don't really care who's the manager because, uh, you know, like you said, they're going to do their thing. And, but the thing is that, uh, Renteria, you know, he let them do their thing and, uh, and they did it and they gained the reputation as a really a, a fun loving group that, you know, like to goof around in the dugout and, you know, even in the field uh, where, where Luis Robert coming over and stealing, you know, uh, fly balls from uh, Eloy and Eloy would, you know, just stare at him and you know, <laughs> kind of jo- joking around. It, it was funny. It was a good comedy act there. But, uh, you know, is, is LaRusso going to like that kind of stuff, uh, you know, during the game? I don't know. So I, I think uh, – He's going to have to show, maybe he doesn't think so, but I think he's going to have to show that he is lightening up. He's not the same old grouchy, you know, taskmaster that he has a reputation of being. And that, uh, you know, he's a little more progressive thinking than his uh, reputation as well. And be nice to the media. Well, I'm not asking for miracles, but, uh, you know, just be respectful. I mean, uh, Renteria was very nice to the media, but he he didn't give us anything to work with ever. I mean, ever. He was one of the least informative managers I've ever dealt with. And, you know, going back to Terry Bevington. So, you know, it's it's nice that he's a nice guy, but, you know, you got to work with us a little bit. Our guest is Paul Sullivan in the wake of the news columnist for the Chicago Tribune. <clears throat> Do you think – see, I, I, argue, I made the point last week that I thought the White Sox needed a Tony La Russa type for a specific portion of the Sox season. They, they choked. They became the first yeah. team to clinch a playoff spot, and then they got all, apparently got all full of themselves to hear some – reporting based on what the veterans said and they ended up with the seventh seed then they win the opening game of the playoff series and they haven't won another game since this is a team that gets full of itself and could use a form of discipline and you can go have fun but it would i could make the argument that fun was a they got distracted because they got full of themselves and they fell a lot lower in the playoff seating than they should have been. You agree with that? Uh, that's a valid uh, complaint, and I, I think was that your interview with Gonzo? Yes. I think I heard that. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's a it's very valid criticism that they could use a little 
little bit of that. And, uh, I, you know, I, I remember specifically asking Jose Abreu when they, during that uh, series in Cleveland, I believe it was, when they really started falling apart. And I said, uh, you know, did you guys take your foot off the gas after you clinched? And he said, yeah, we did. He admitted it, which mm-hmm. didn't really look good for Renteria. And as we all uh, remember there was a series up in Detroit earlier in the season when uh, Dallas Keuchel came out and you know criticized the the effort and said they were you know just kind of phoning it in. I don't remember his exact terminology, but yeah. so that you know they did have a couple instances where uh, the players just slacked off a bit, and uh, maybe Larissa can handle that part. And and you know obviously he's a good manager. You, you don't win that many games unless you're a very, very good manager. Uh, so I, I never I never questioned his ability to manage a team. I just uh, questioned whether he was the right fit. And, and some people, you know, accuse me of being ageist, but I, I, I wasn't even that. I, you know, Bruce Bochy, I thought, would have been a good guy. I even, I even think Ron Gardenhire would have been a good fit for that team. Um, and he's an older guy, too. I think he was miscast with the rebuild in Detroit, but, you know, he showed on those twins teams uh, that he knew what he was doing. So uh, I just thought Tony's personality just didn't fit with this team. And, and uh, maybe we'll see if he's changed a little, or maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe I'm wrong. From what you know of, of Rick Hahn, the White Sox general manager, if this was not his decision or if this was not something he was on board with and he's just being a good soldier does he continue to be a good soldier you know for the next few years or does is this something that he is going to bank away and if some other team comes calling he'll be quick to jump like how angry do you think han would be over this if he was not involved directly with this hire you know, I, I, I really can't answer that because he, you know, Rick is a very nice guy and he, he certainly did not play the role of someone that was angry during the press conference. He didn't talk a whole lot, but, um, you know, everyone has, it's pretty much uh, conceded by everyone that this was Ryan Storff's hire, whether they say so or not. And of course, they even put out a statement saying that it wasn't you know, had nothing to do with their friendship. And I asked LaRusse about it and he said it had nothing to do with their friendship, but you know, that's just, that's just the way everyone thinks it's going to be. I, I, for sure, Rick Hahn, if he was upset, he could get another job. I, you know, if I was the Mets right now, I'd be calling him to uh, take that job. They just sacked the whole front office yesterday. He'd be perfect there. But, maybe the Cubs uh, in a year. Maybe the Cubs, although <laughs> I, I can't imagine them passing over Jed. True, uh, true. Unless Jed became president and then hired him, I could, you yeah, know, that would yeah. be something. Right. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I, there was one interesting remark I, I heard on your station. I think it was uh, I maybe parking sh- Parky show. Yeah, uh, parking. Yep. Uh, Canerco uh, was talking about it, and he, he said something like, "You know, hey, if people in the organization don't like it, they can always leave." And you know that if if Rick was that upset, he certainly could have left or could still leave. But I just don't see him as the kind of guy that would do that, especially after it took so long to get to this point. And you know that team still is his his team, and I think everyone realizes that he did a great job 
getting them to this point. And it's just a shame that uh, Reinsdorf didn't trust him enough to make the hire. I thought I said last week in discussing this that I thought I, I was surprised Rick Hahn didn't quit because it wasn't his decision. But as you make the point of you just want to you, you birth the baby, you want to see it grow up, you want to see it have its bar mitzvah or whatever you're going to do. And I, 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 I get that, but you're still you're still helpless because you seem to be under the impression this was going to be your show to run for a boss, for a chairman who always said, I have to let people do their job so I can rightfully fire them. And he didn't. Yes, he, but he's been saying that forever, you know, that he lets people make the decisions. And, you know, I got into it with Kenny a few years ago about this, where uh, Kenny said, you know, when when Reinstorf's upset with something, he, he calls me, or who do you think he calls? And I go, well, I yeah. think he calls Rick because he's the GM. He said, no, he calls me. And like So I wrote that, and they got all upset that I was trying to, you know, divide the two of them, which I wasn't. Mm. It, just something that he blurted out and he, you know, maybe he regretted it. I, I don't know. He, he hasn't really talked to me since then. So I don't know, <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, I, I think Rick's done. I think everyone thinks Rick's done a great job and it's, and that he deserved to make the hire. He obviously didn't seem like he got much of a say in it, but maybe we don't know. Maybe he did say, okay, this is a good, good idea. What about Kenny Williams and all of this? I think he's always a forgotten guy, and and and, and maybe that's the way it should be because it's, this is Rick Hahn is the hands-on guy. I guess it's just like a bigger picture question: is is Kenny Williams gonna is this is this his is he gonna ride this out? Is he gonna coast in this position, or do you think that that Kenny Williams is the guy who's still hungry to construct his own team again and to put together another champion? I don't know. I remember a few years ago when uh. Uh, Toronto wanted him to be the president and uh, yeah. Reinstorf wouldn't let him have an interview, uh, which didn't seem very fair to me because, you uh-huh. know, they're especially with there's so few opportunities for uh, African-Americans to, to be in those positions. So I, I would think eventually Reinstorf will, will make him the president of the team, which he deserves, I think, you know, as much as, you know, Sox fans are kind of, divided on Kenny. Uh, he did win a championship for him. And, uh, you know, I think overall he, he's done a, a pretty good job, it's especially since, you know, he and Rick are a good team together. I think they do work together well. And you got to give him some credit in this. He was the one that went out and scouted uh, Luis Robert. So, um, you know. Abreu, too. Uh, I think he was the Abreu. Abreu, yeah. yeah. No, Kenny Kenny knows baseball. There's, there's no doubt about that. And, whether he likes me or not, uh, you know, he, he's, he's, he's done a good job. Yeah, he has. He has. Narrator, we just don't, we he just don't ever. Like you. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? yeah I'm, I'm easy to dislike. So I, I <laughs> that means it. you're doing, that means you're doing your job, Paul. And I appreciate uh, that about you. You're not yeah. Afraid. Well, you, you yeah. should, uh, yeah, you see my emails. They're not very nice. <laughs> well, you see I would my, love to see people, them. The, yeah. What people tweet at me, it's, it's very not, oh, not very nice either. So, You're and it's going to be job, not buddy. very nice for a while, especially yeah. Yeah. as this country gets more polarizing, you know, or is more divided. Paul, don't go there, Paul. Paul, Paul Sullivan uh, okay. is our guest. Sorry. He's the sports <laughs> columnist for the Chicago <laughs> Tribune. Wake sports, Paul. Yeah, well, I will never ever get as much grief as Steve did. I'll, I'll say that. That's, that's true. true. 
Before we let you go, I do want to ask a question based on what you know of Anderson and LaRussa. Uh-huh. And, and the fact that LaRussa didn't call and you thought it would be a good idea, do you think that it's a, a move to establish power, the person who makes the call is the weaker of the two bending to, to a, a new hierarchy? Uh, I don't know. I mean, certainly Timmy's not going to call up the new manager. I, mean, I don't think that's ever done. In fact, I don't think anyone his age calls anyone. They just text. <laughs> so uh, I guess he could have texted him, hey, welcome Skip or something if he wanted. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think maybe Tony's just old school and he doesn't believe in that. I remember when uh, Madden came over to the Cubs, he, he certainly – made it his mission to get to know some of the players before the Cubs convention. And, you know, since the Sox Fest is is canceled next year, he's not even going to really get to see these guys until spring training, whenever that is, if there is a spring training. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know, you know, I I would hope that, you know, he's still going to do that. uh, But he's got three months before (laughs) You know, the season just ended, but uh, I would have thought that he would try to reach out to him. Uh, if not to Timmy, then at least uh, Abreu or uh, Dallas Keuchel, who are two established veterans. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I think he, I think he should have done it, um, but I don't know that he's as, as whatever old school part of him might think that he needs to. The players should be the ones getting in touch with him, or I don't need to do this, or we're just. Oh, I don't, do you I don't really think to... a player's going to get in touch with a manager and? Sure. A new man, right. really? No, so, yeah, you I go to the PR so. department so. and say, "Look, and give me, give me Tony's number. I want to say hi. I look forward to playing with for you." No, no chance. Yeah, it just looks like you're kissing <laughs> off, then, man. Well, but you then know? again, it gets yeah. back to the idea of people are our guys trying to establish power the, the who's in charge who's oh, this is our culture you can't do anything about it you cranky old man that kind of stuff well i i, I gotta say uh i thought uh, timmy handled handled it great in the uh press conference the other day the teleconference because uh, he was honest <laughs> he said hey you know i've been reading people say we don't like you we're not going to like each other or we might not like right. each other and i hope that's not the case and i mean uh, how could you not like Tim Anderson? It's it's really far fetched to think that Larissa wouldn't like Tim Anderson. It's right. Everybody yeah. likes Tim, so right. we'll see how well, it goes. And uh, we got a few months to you know debate it. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, we're right. Just, you know, uh, it's so funny, man. And and I know we gotta let you go, but it's so funny because we've done this. When I say we, it's the media. Like like these players have no idea about Tony Larusa. They're all like, oh, I didn't know this. Oh, he has that opinion. No, I didn't. Like they they wouldn't know any of that or care about any of that unless we're on the radio and you guys are writing in the papers and we're all talking about it about how there's no way Tony Larusa and this White Sox bunch is gonna get along. And they're looking at their phones going, yeah. why, why? And especially Tim, because they're, he's probably thinking, you know, well, what did I do? Why, why are you dragging me into this? Because <laughs> the fact of the matter is that, you know, exactly. he is the fun-loving, bat-flipping guy. And right. he was also uh, down, I believe he, uh, as I recall, he went downtown after the, uh, uh, the protest and took some pictures on Instagram of the Black Lives Matters protest. And, you know, and then he probably read about the Russa, you know, being anti-Kaepernick, 
So there probably were a few questions in his mind, a few concerns about, you know, what's going on here. And, uh, you know, I mean, Tony LaRusso has been around a long time, but, you know, I didn't really remember any of the stuff he said about Kaepernick until it was, uh, I can't remember who brought it back up, but, you know, I thought he did a good job in trying to say that, you know, he's, He's evolved in that issue, and hopefully he's uh, not just saying that to uh, you know get everyone on his side. Well, I wish you good luck in making Larusa hate you, and you'll have a quite the hat trick. <laughs> you'll you'll have the hat trick plus in the White Sox organization. Thanks, Sully. The hat trick. Who's the Who's the third? I just assume the chairman hates you. Kenny hates you. Larusa oh, will hate oh, okay. you. Rick Hine probably. I don't know. He, he probably. I, I don't doesn't think, think you're worth his time. No, they, they're not trying uh, I think hard he, enough. I think yep. he, he's probably amused by me and doesn't really respect me. But I think, you know, I've, I've shaked his hand. I remember him not shaking your hand. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Trading, which you offered, and he what? he rejected it. Oh, yeah. yeah the World, was... World Series. No, I did. He did shake my hand, and then he came yeah. back. I, con- I congratulated him on uh, this before game one of the World Series. And... And then he, he was walking around yeah. the field, and, and he came back and said, whispered, if I had known it was you, I never would have accepted your handshake. <laughs> Thank you. Good luck to you. Now, Thank you. Thanks for stopping by. Now, see, I, I see him at the winter meetings, and uh, he'll give me a bunch of grief about something. But, you know, I, I laugh. I, I think, uh, you know, he knows me long enough that he knows that I'm going to give him some trouble and he's going to do likewise to me so i don't think it's right. it's not like, it, so it's much, not like uh, you're jay mary you're not mariotti you know no you know, i that, hope not jesus i mean yeah, that was the me. enemy of the white Sox. Yeah. Woof. yeah i i would never want to be accused of being jay mariotti there you go well back off of that all right so like, <laughs> thanks. thanks for your time all right guys <laughs> take care See you later, all right man Paul Sullivan, awesome. Chicago Tribune, in the wake of the news. Uh, we'll take a, a break. We ran right along there. with Sully, but it was it was a joyous discussion we had. Yes. Um, we are going to do What Are You Doing, Wagner? And I'm going to start with just a, a wonderful rant, just a wonderful Twitter rant that um, that I can't wait to share. And then there's there's other things that we'll bring out, we'll bring out. Okay, Steve. So that'll be that after this break. He's Mark Grody. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Thanks for listening. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. What are you doing, Wagner? That's what we're doing. We're doing What Are You Doing, Wagner? And as we go into this, or as we went out of the last segment and teased it, 773 Texter. As an FYI, every time my kids do something crazy, I say, what are you doing, Wagner? As you should. <laughs> the Tech Zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at RosenHyundai.com. So in looking around at other things that were going on, this week was a busy week. There were a lot of people who were, I don't know, stress eating, stress shopping on Monday and probably early Tuesday in advance of whatever show they were going to watch on Tuesday night. And one of those people who, this is pretty epic. Do you ever watch the Food Network or Food Channel or whatever they call it, Cooking Channel? Do you ever watch the Food Network? Do you know who Alton Brown is? No. Alton Brown is the guy who would 
famously on all the cooking kitchen shows, kitchen stadium, he would be, he was the commentator. He was you for the Food Network. Okay. He was he was the sideline reporter. He'd be interviewing the the chefs while they were worrying their their shuring their eggs, something like that. So, anyways, he went off on an epic rant. Rant. I only wish we had Rick Camper, Jay Zawoski, one of the I'm Fat podcast guys, here to comment on this. Nothing against you, Mike Rankin, but you're just you're a normie. Mike, are you fat? Uh, I consider myself fat internally, you know, that's like a motivation <laughs> for me. Okay. I'm right there with you. All right. So what he started this at 8.04 on November 2nd, Monday, so many food network people are like, oh, I'm going to braise short ribs in elderberry jam. Screw that. I'm going to mainline moon pies and snort cheese powder. That started nice. it. Four minutes later, Alton Brown tweeted out, and this is all caps too, by the way. I'm talking about piping SpaghettiOs into stale Twinkies and eating them naked in the shower with a bottle of Jaeger. Wow. <laughs> That's, That's a lot. All That's a lot to unpack. I wanted to get, well, Michael Rank, Mike Ranking, you're, you, as you're stand-in for the I'm Sort of Fat podcast, I'm Fat Internally podcast, SpaghettiOs and stale Twinkies. How you fix for that? Uh, it makes me sick, Steve. I'll be honest with you. All right. Here we go. Uh, four minutes later, all caps again, Alton Brown's Twitter. I have 17 cans of Duncan Hines frosting. And I'm not afraid to use them. Back, back <laughs> the hell off. <laughs> I'm not I afraid to that. use them. I'm not that afraid to so use good. them. That's at 8.12. Then at 8.13, uh-huh. again, all caps, Alton Brown's Twitter. You think you know what crazy looks like? I've got marshmallow fluff and three feet of garden hose. You want to dance? <laughs> 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 Okay, that's two minutes later, Alton Brown. He's still he's still doing this. All caps, tweeting out. I'll deal with you as soon as I'm done with this Captain Crunch sits bath. <laughs> that sounds awful. 8.22, all caps. I'm sorry, 8.20, all caps. Two words, ranch stings. And I don't know if that's a typo. I don't know if he hates ranch and meant, meant it to be stinks. Ah. But then two minutes, two minutes later, he's got, this is such a Food Network thing, murder hornet fondue. One minute okay. later, all caps, Alton Brown tweeting out, has anyone actually ever met a, quote, jolly rancher? That's really a good point. Have you, Mark, have you ever met a? Never. Never. Not even close. Oh. Not even close. Alton Brown is still going at 824. You want to eat with a devil in the pale moonlight? Fine. Earwax. What does that mean? Seems to be going downhill now. Yeah. Well, he's he's picking it right back up at 830. Grape nuts rock, especially with half and half and scotch. 
Okay. <laughs> it's quite a thing. I think we peaked out around the fluff area. The fluff, yeah. the marshmallow fluff. The next day at 8.14 a.m., so 24 hours, 12 hours later, he tweeted out, I think I blocked out. What did I miss? So there you go. <laughs> I just thought that was terrific. That's that was all rad. That was epic rad, yeah. Did you, uh, so by was, the way, did you ever eat fluff in your life, like as a kid? Oh, yeah. Even as a, oh, you yeah. Did? Okay. That was just not part I love, of I the... love marshmallow. I love fluff. I love anything, okay. that, any food stuff like that. It's an, I've never you're had not, it. it was you never don't sound like life. a fluff kind of guy. No. no, Gene Grody did not have fluff in the house as when I was a kid. And I, I knew people ate like peanut butter and fluff mm-hmm. or butter and fluff and thing. And I, I never even knew what it was. I was like, fluff, but, huh? Um, but no, yeah, it was just never a big part of my life. Still have never had it. Spoons and fluff. That was it. You just eat it on, out of the jar. I'm good with that. Okay. I like I love marshmallow. So this is, I'd never heard of Victor Bartley. He's a former hockey player. And he tweeted this out, something that is a picture. It turns out to be a video, a shot of himself. And the tweet said, today an old coach of mine reached out looking for some real estate advice. Hearing these inspiring words during my playing days for the Nashville Predators made me realize I should probably find a second career. This is the audio from that video. Hey guys, here with an old coach right now, and uh, one of the reasons I actually got into real estate was because I heard this same line quite often. Hey Bart, sorry, not tonight. That's it. Sorry. It's, hey Bart, sorry, not tonight. Sitting in the car next to him (laughs) is Barry Trotz, the former (laughs) predator coach. And looking for real estate advice. So they're going around touring for homes. <laughs> he taped the video and Barry Trotz nails it. Hey, Bart, sorry, not tonight. So Canadian, sorry. but sorry. I love it. I love it. Hey, guys, yeah. here with a little coach right now. And uh, one of the reasons I actually got into real estate was because I heard this same line quite often. Hey, Bart, sorry, not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Much funnier the second time. Yeah, time. it is. Yeah, you have to set it up and play it again, and, <laughs> yeah, and there we go. Yeah. So um, one of our Olympic heroes here on this show, one of mine anyways, Adam Rippon, who is a terrific Twitter follow and was hysterical during the, the Olympics and, and when he, he won a medal for, for as part of an ice skating team in, in an ice skating event. So Variety reports that he's – going to produce or help help produce a figure skating comedy series. It's in development at NBC. I mean, stuff could remain in development for years, but that was the original, that was the original note. And Adam Rippon tweeted out, our skating friends are our family. And like most families, everyone is a little insane. We can't wait to make you laugh. It's my dream to be working in, quote, comedy. So, yes, I screamed when NBC took us on and immediately made a Botox appointment to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love Adam Rippon. You go. You go. So 11-3 was Tuesday. You may not realize how important that is, Mark. Well, maybe you do. Maybe maybe you thought Super it was Super Tuesday. 
Yeah. Well, it was 11-3 in the history of Chicago sports. November 3rd, 1989, Phil Jackson debuted as Bulls head coach. Wow. November 3rd, 2003, Ozzie Guillen, Guillen is named White Sox manager. Uh-huh. November 3rd, 2014, Joe Madden was named Cubs manager. Hey, man. All three won a title in their with their in their second season with their team. If you're going to hire Tony Larusa, actually LaRusso, very interesting. That is that's, that's Christopher Kamka. That's his very fascinating. His, his tweet. Yeah. That's that's good. And it's the whole facial hair thing too. Joe Madden grew facial hair to make sure that he fit in with Phil and Ozzy sure. and and Joe Quenville and and you know Tony Larusa might want to think about it. So yeah. That, yeah. that Joe even dabbled go. in coloring his hair or whatever it's worth at times. Yeah, it was it was blue uh-huh. for a while, right? Wasn't he doing Something blue? Like that. I don't yeah. know. It was blue. It was like just light. Like he looked good with white hair. You know? I mean, like I like thought you. so. Like right. it works. Well, it's what it's like, what we know. Yeah, it should have been. Yeah. So it's it's like it works. So there's this is something for you to discuss with your buddy Les Grobstein. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, because it involves outer, outer, outer space. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's a, it's not, it has nothing to do with Pluto, but they've discovered a hell planet, and they're officially known as hellish exoplanets, but they're known as hell planets. The Royal Astronomical Society, and this is, scientists at McGill York University and the Indian Institute of Science Education have uncovered details of planet K2-141b. On this scorching hot planet, which is hundreds of light years away, oceans are made of molten lava, winds reach supersonic speeds, and rain is made of rocks. It's raining rocks. It's not raining men. It's raining rocks. <laughs> this exoplanet. That would and suck. It's certainly... And Matt Nagy is the play caller. So oh. it's really a hell planet. But this is the... There's no such <laughs> thing as a hell planet. I repeat, a lot of people think that there was a hell planet. That, that there was something called the heck... I repeat, the heck planet, heck. but not the hell planet. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I'd never heard that term before, but there's a, a hell planet, and there you go. So I think was... the person that came up with that idea, which I, I'll, I'll blame uh, Manfred as much I... as anybody, uh, uh, that that thing sucks. It sucks, I... and it freebases. That's what I think of that rule. <laughs> a lot a lot of people think that the that Mike Tyson what the original Mike Tyson played second base. <laughs> I repeat. Yeah. Yeah. Second base. We had a texter who had, dang it, why can't I find it now? And it was, and it was fitting in with all of this. You say a texter? I I don't know where, we had a texter, yeah. And, oh, there it is. Okay, 469, wherever that is. Mark and Rosie, I've had a really bad morning. And now with everything settled, I'm going to fire one up. And it would be great if Grody could give me some Harrison Ford. 
If not, it's cool. Go Bears. Go Club COVID. You falsified your research. You switched the sample so you can make Provasic. I play the classics from time to time. There you go. Play it. You're right. Short round. You switched the samples. Forgot short round. Yeah. Unlock me. and he's still around to do that, even though his his father died um, last week. Sean Connery so died last week. So sad. Yeah. Yes. 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 He does. Okay. Well, that was it. What are you doing? What you know? There was this story. I know you came from a big family, Mark. Well, you came from a family. Yeah, I did but come from not, a family. Not this big. Not this big. Um, a Michigan family. The Schwantz, not Jim Schwantz, but. S-C-H-W-A-N-D-T. Kateri Schwant gave birth to Maggie Jane. This was this week. She weighed in at 7 pounds, 8 ounces. She is the first daughter born into a family that of preceded by 14 brothers. Mm. She's the Damn. first girl in that family. Wow. The husband is husband and wife are 45. Their oldest son is 28. Jesus. Yeah. This in Michigan. So, be a manly woman. Well, they're and they're quite. They are. They they all. I don't. The one of the the oldest son Tyler said I don't know that there's anything pink in the house. Which is really a good point when you're talking about a family that's used to hand-me-downs. But both mom and dad earned advanced degrees. Mom has a master's degree in social work, which she would certainly need. And dad is a lawyer and owner of a land surveying business, holds a law degree from Western Michigan University. When did they have time for advanced education? Turning out 15 kids. But that's it. That's, That's quite a thing. That's, that's a commitment. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, that was it. That's what are you doing, Wagner? We'll take a break. Can we come back? And then we'll do whatever it is we do on this Saturday suckage nonsense. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Mark Rohde, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Provasic. Well, the 469 texter, Mark, we always try to, the WB Club tries to help out all of our awakened bakers and He's very appreciative for your Harrison Ford. He thinks we rock for your Harrison, I'm Harrison glad Ford. glad I made him happy. Yeah. All right, we need to leave. We need to thank Mike Rankin and, and Trash Panda for producing this and Paul Sullivan and, and Jay Hilgenberg for joining us. And Mark, it's Bears Sunday, Bears Titans. You got a pick? You got a prediction? You going to go with something? Bears 27. Yeah, that's right. 27-24. Bears win. All right. I have Bears 53, Titans 2. I think Nick Foles will get caught on a safety. We'll yeah. be back next week. They cannot stop us. We're the, we're the blue wave of Saturday suckage. Thanks for listening. Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So... Kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Oh, yes. Wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Wait, wait. Oh, yeah. That's it. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.